So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, no stupid Questions. Hello, everybody. This week's up, folks? Welcome. It's for real. It's for real. With T-Leak like, and Jay. Rah, 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 like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific <laughs> order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is a question for today. No. Rah, rah, like All right. Stupid. So, question. What's the name of the show, Jay? No Stupid Questions. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode. Of My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the No Stupid Questions show. Hey, I, hey, hey. Oh, okay. We are here. I am your host, T. Leak. And, and I'm joined Jay. by... He's I'm jumping ready. in. I'm just, I I'm think, just, I'm I think just excited to go. I'm, I'm excited to hear about this question. Well, you know what? Um, this is a no stupid question show, and T Leak is going to tell you what this show is about. <laughs> it is the show with two smart, I got my air quotes, people, <laughs> and one stupid question, or so we thought. I think I'm going to reject those air quotes now. I think it's two (laughs) smart people. Okay. All right. Well, let's prove them. Prove that right. So I think part of my excitement was after a very long time, I got to see T. Leak in public. Yeah. In person. Yeah. Last week. So so, so I'm still riding high. But let me tell you what this stupid question is for today. Have we been hoodwinked by the Supreme Court? Oh, you're going to use a a Malcolm word on me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if Malcolm actually said that. I know Denzel said it at playing Malcolm, but maybe Malcolm did actually say it. Yeah, Good I would way. like to know. Bamboo- let us stray. Let us stray. We, have, we have been led astray. Ah, I tend but to I agree think, with that. I think hoodwink. I, so the definition of hoodwink is to deceive or trick someone. Ooh. I think we've been hoodwinked. So, so how does the Supreme Court deceive or trick someone well it does go back to it was actually on the stephen colbert show they had from the hearings for brett kavanaugh susan barrett and neil gorsuch okay um, three of the supreme court justices the um, confirmation they, hearings their confirmation hearings thank you they said roe v wade is the law of the land it is decided. And sounds like they changed their minds about that. Well, okay. So you might need to give people a little backdrop. Why do you say they changed their minds? I mean, what's what's happening? I hadn't seen them rule on anything yet. Oh, man. You're just trying to get me to give the, the background so you could dig in later. Yes. Uh, well, you are, you are right. If, if people don't know, there is a lot of talk and barricades going up in front of the Supreme Court justice offices mm. because a draft of the judgment for the most recent case challenging Roe v. Wade, which is the Mississippi case, Mississippi yeah. versus or someone versus Mississippi. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, the, we, we get the name of the case in a second. I, okay. I guess I'm so disturbed by what's happening. That, so, um, um, but bottom line is they are going to reject Roe v. Wade. And you have to give me the right words, Jag, for all of this, the, the legalese. Well, ba- um, basically they're going to overturn it. Overturn. With this, with this new case. That's the word I was looking for. So they're overturning this president that has been in place for 50 years or so. I, I, and I'd have to, again, Jack, I'd have to go back to you in terms of 
how often precedents that were settled um, have been unsettled. <laughs> well, it's, it's, ha- it's happened quite a bit, actually. At the Supreme Court you know, level? At the Supreme Court level. I mean, you had the okay. Dred Scott case, which said that Blacks were not humans, that they were not citizens of the United States, and, and that got overturned. You had the, you know, the, the case that allowed for Jim Crow laws. So, so cases get overturned by the Supreme Court all the time. Did they get overturned or did the legislation make no, it? No, they, they, they actually got they actually got overturned. Oh, OK. The court has evolved over time to, as Dr. King used to say, is the arc of justice. Oh, I'm messing up the quote. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that, too. But the case the case we're talking about now is Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization. OK. The court got the opportunity to weigh in on the Mississippi abortion ban, which was intended to challenge Roe v. Wade, which was heard or argued last year. And apparently a draft opinion has been leaked, which hardly ever happens. Well, that definitely hardly ever happens, that a draft decision before it was final and go into basically uh, effect as the law of the land. Yeah. Right. Now, the interesting thing is it is not the new law yet because it is still a draft. And this would not be, you know, and we don't actually we're not 100 percent certain that it will be yes. the new law of the land because justices can change their minds. And uh, in this case, be enlightened and come up with a different view, in my opinion. And maybe that's why it was leaked. Maybe maybe someone said, oh, if I leak this we can maybe apply some pressure and have people go barricade the Supreme Court and maybe some of them would change their minds. I don't know. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to find out who leaked this draft opinion. Okay. Um, and I do, I do want to, I actually wasn't sure. And I did. So Plessy D. Ferguson was overruled in Brown versus Board of Education, which I didn't know that, that was the exact sort of matchup. I knew that Brown v. Board of Education was revolutionary with the whole separate, but equal, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so where I stumbled, which I should not stumble, was what overturned the Dred Scott case. So I'm a little embarrassed that I can't come up with that case name real quick, but but I'm going to get it shortly. So hoodwinked. Well, I, you know, I'm going to have to answer that we were not hoodwinked by Comey Berry, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch. Not because, question, but okay. Well, I thought the question was, have we been hoodwinked by the Supreme Court? Yeah. Oh, you only named three justices. Well, those are the ones that the I think those are the ones you called out. They're the ones that um, in their confirmation hearings, they affirmed or they agreed that Roe v. Wade was the law of the law of the land. And as the law of the land, it must be followed. So I think you have to be very careful about listening to what people say and understanding what they mean, because at the time they said it, it was the law of the land. Now, what the next question should have been. If you have the opportunity to overturn it, would you? And I don't know if that was the next question, but they answered factually correct. It was the law of the land at the time of their confirmation hearings. And as the law of the land, it had to be followed. I would say that hoodwinking includes an intention to mislead, regardless of whether or not. Yeah. I mean, as you said, you, you I mean, they're hopefully very smart and competent people. So if you are, as a smart and competent person at hearings to confirm you for the Mm -hmm. Supreme Court, 
you know where the question is headed. And right, um, but you never. Uh, I mean, so so to their defense, and maybe to the the legislators that were questioning them, maybe they were the ones we have to worry about their competency. But to the judges' defense, you never add, answer a question that wasn't asked when you testify. That's just something you don't do. I mean, you train your whole legal life to tell your witnesses not to answer something that wasn't asked. So you really can't expect them to answer something that wasn't asked. Okay, but that is also hoodwinking. It doesn't, it doesn't just because no. it, is, it is how things are done, which is a whole nother issue, or that that's how they train people to do it, doesn't mean that it's not hoodwinking. I'm just saying. Well, hoodwinking. Okay. I don't know. I think that's hoodwinking. Well, so this gets into the, the, so are you lying when you omit something? Are you lying yeah, when you, yeah, are, you are Lying are you lying when you're silent? Of omission. What? When you're silent. They didn't omit something. They answered the question fully. That's, oh, silence is omission. That include that is included in omission. If you don't say anything, that is by definition omitting a bunch. <laughs> I don't sorry. know if I agree with that. I mean, I guess oh, maybe maybe boy. it's the lawyer in me. Maybe oh, it's the lawyer it in me that's having some is. So real what, what, issues what is, with this. What is, what is, you're saying silence is not omission? I'm saying when you, you're asked a question. No, no, no. Answer the question. I heard what you said. I said that silence is omission and omission is hoodwinking and therefore them answering the question, knowing what the question was about and not No, 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 no. There is no knowing what the question You just said it. You just said, don't say anything more because what would happen naturally. That's not saying knowing. I mean, you could guess what the question is about, but you don't know. You're not uh, in that person's face. Again, that is not giving them so this is a competence our, and, this, and intelligence either. This is a lesson to our listeners. Free free legal advice. It's not legal <laughs> advice because y'all would have to pay me. Do not ever, 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 ever volunteer information. Ever, ever. ever, ever. <laughs> volunteer information in a testimony type environment Situation. unless it is asked of you. But let's get to the, to the crux of the issue. Omit. Hoodwink, however you can. Are you are you just disturbed by the omission? Or are you disturbed by the potential ruling? Well, you know, I okay. So now, if you ask me, did I believe anything that came out of some of those people's mouths? Right. I mean, Kevin also said I, he didn't. Yeah, I know. Same with those women. Anyway, I. Um, nobody believed Well, he that. talked out of both sides of his mouth on that because he also said, well, I was young, blah, 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 blah. Right, everybody did. Anyway, so gosh. So there was a conversation actually where I saw Jag about this concept of the shadow docket. And when we talked about um, the confirmation of JJ, that's our name for yeah. Justice Jackson, by the way. You know, there's this concept and I had brought up this fact that I feel like there's a lack of transparency and, 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 you know, I think part of it is, is sort of the history of just how they've operated, I guess, the normal mode of operations, but something feels off. And, and people have said, I mean, the first thing that's off is that no draft has ever been leaked. And, you know, everybody's saying that it very well could have been an intentional leak because they knew that people need to wrap their heads around that it might be better if it comes out as a draft first. 
So what do you think about that, actually, just as a quick, that and the process of how this happened? What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think, first of all, maybe they listened to our show and decided that they needed more transparency. So they were going to put this draft out there. Maybe, yes. maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Yes. Um, you listen to the No Stupid Questions show and things happen that the world has never seen. First of all, I do believe that the draft being released oh, allows for, released. I did. I don't think it was leaked. Nobody. I mean, oh, okay. Alito, Alito didn't leave it in the bathroom stall and the next person mm-hmm. picked it up. <laughs> I don't think Alito leaked it. I bet you you have to worry about some of those clerks keeping their jobs. We're going to see which one gets fired. But, but the, the interesting thing is, and you talk about transparency, the interesting thing is now that this draft is released, you have a opportunity to maybe put pressure on the process because it is not final. And it's going to be interesting with those barricades in front of the Supreme Court building. If they have any effect, I don't think they will, but they might. Who knows? Mm. It's going to be interesting. Well, I don't know if we want to talk about whether or not Roe v. Wade and, and what, you know, it's a very difficult subject. I do think that Roe v. Wade got to the right conclusion, but it's a very difficult subject. Um, the, the interesting thing is Alito, in his draft opinion, talked about allowing the will of the people to say what should happen for, in, in, the case, in this case, for abortions, whether or not they should be allowed or not. And this is the same Alito who is trying to dismantle the right to vote. It's the same Alito that allows gerrymandering by, in this case, Republican state houses that want to draw the district lines in their favor. Mm -hmm. All those things are against the will of the people deciding what the law should be. So it's, it's just ironic that he writes all of this will of the people. We should listen to the will of the people. But at the same time, he's trying to undermine the ability of the people to speak their will. I mean, it's, it's just amazing the world that we live in. There, there's so many things wrapped up into this decision that we could be talking about this forever. My fear is that this is a slippery slope. And I understand that in the draft, um, I haven't gotten to that part. I've read about 10 pages now okay. <laughs> of, of 98. So right. um, is that, you know, Alito says that this is only related to abortion. And one of the fundamental sort of reasons that Alito gives for this is that abortion is not explicitly protected in the Constitution. And and that... It's not explicitly protected in the Constitution and that the states have had laws in effect before that banned abortion. Now, when I think of slavery, (laughs) which prior to the amendment was, you know, (laughs) basically codified and states also quite well supported that. That does not, is his foundation from what, again, I understand and have read thus far, is so, I mean, it it 
to me, again, the hoodwinking comes from this notion. And, and to be honest, I don't know, maybe they're hoodwinking themselves. Maybe that should be the question. Is the Supreme Court hoodwinking itself? Because the notion that, you know, again, we can't, Alito's words, we can't, um, paraphrasing, we can't think about what the public is. We have to do this strictly from a, well, everything he says, that does, it doesn't make sense. I mean, even from a logical legal perspective, like there's some legal decisions that I don't agree with that I get. His seems to go in and out of very much kind of very opinion-based. It doesn't feel as, and, and I say feel, which shouldn't be what happens with law, right? But it, it's clear to me that there is, there's too much, there's contradictions in what I've read so far, and I've only read 10 pages. That's, I guess that's, that's all I have. I'm not going to ramble anymore. So, so it is very interesting because... The same, I mean, as you just suggested, the same line of thinking could be, and and, and the Civil War was fought over the South saying that the North was not allowing the will of the people to speak Mm. and allow slavery to continue. Abortion has been thought of as one of the unenumerated rights in the Constitution. And those are rights expressly protected against federal infringement by the original meaning of the Ninth Amendment. The right to travel is an unenumerated right, right to privacy, autonomy, dignity, and today the right to have an abortion is one of those, which Alito is trying to carve out. It is dangerous and it could be a slippery slope. On the flip side, abortion and the right to abortion has been linked throughout history with the eugenics movement. And therefore, I am very uncomfortable with the origins of Planned Parenthood, the the, the right to abortion origins, I am very uncomfortable with, because it seems clear to me, they were not concerned in the beginning with allowing women to have this right, because they respected and cared for women. It seems clear to me that they thought this was a population control effort and more specifically to control the population of people that they thought were undesirable. I have this this whole problem with this issue. Um, And I think about the, what is it, up to 56 million abortions that we have records of since Roe v. Wade and about 30 million of those were were probably black pregnancies that were aborted. And I guess I'm I'm trying to scare some Republicans and I'm trying to scare those conservative judges on the Supreme Court right now. Are they effectively going to put an extra 30 million people in the black roles over the next 40 years? Is that what they really want? Maybe that's the reason for them not to stick with this majority opinion and, and, Mm. and, um, go otherwise. It's a complicated issue. I, I fully believe in a woman's right to choose. I fully do. You know, I, I don't think I would ever waver on that. But I also wonder how much stronger our community would be just with those sheer numbers. It's complicated. Well, well I, and I appreciate your, your sharing that because I think that's, a, that's an interesting, another lens to put on it. It's, it is a complicated issue for sure. 
I mean, you know, because there's there's a spectrum, right? There's people that are against it full stop. There are people that are, you know, hey, there are exceptions, rape, incest, right. you know, medical, medical need. And then there are people who say, hey, you know, it's a woman's body, it's her choice. And I I, I guess it's such a unique set of circumstances. I mean, just in looking at that, right? It is. It is also complicated because this only happens to <laughs> certain people and there are other people making the decision about it. And I don't know that that's, and you, you again, you can help me out here. I don't know that that happens in any other instance, you know, you could say Amy Coney Barrett, hoodwinked us <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, because I think her wording may have been a little different, may not have been as much of the just answer the question and omit the rest. But yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, complication with that because ultimately there is a, a concept in Roe v. Wade of, of viability. And, and that is interesting to throw that out because to me that is in the constitution, whether or not this is something, someone, the difference between something, someone. So that interpretation just really takes this, I'm just throwing my hands up and just, you know, letting it. So yeah, I I, you know, again, I just don't understand how this becomes a throw it back to the states question because it is to me very strongly rooted in the autonomy, as you were saying before, the freedom of a large proportion of the citizens of the United States. And it is being more done than half. To, to them. I, more than half. I, exactly. And so the interesting thing is how would this galvanize? Because effectively what happens by this ruling, and I get back to who I'm trying to galvanize, but effectively what happens with this ruling is it does put the on this back on state legislatures and governors to sign law to say where that state stands on the board. The, the Actually, in a lot of cases, as you know, it doesn't. It's already there. Because they got the trigger laws, which they said only 30% of people in those states know. That yeah, it's, it's, it's already there in, in 19 states. Mm, so okay. the day that Roe v. Wade gets overturned, if it gets overturned, 19 states the next day have anti-abortion laws mm-hmm. on the books. But so, I guess you can change me- those laws at the state level as well. And so where I was getting to is it's going to be interesting to see how this galvanizes women in the political process, in the voting process, you know, black, white, Hispanic. Or um, what was the name of that? There was a TV show, I believe it was on Hulu, with Kate Blanchett, I believe. Mm. And she played the leader of the conservative movement that really galvanized the women's conservative movement around the time of the Equal Rights Amendment and Roe v. Wade. It was really, really interesting. It's a very interesting, very great show. I think she was nominated for some things. It, it really, I, I, I look at that and I wonder if that's what we're going to go back to because there are women who mobilize on both sides. Correct. Let's be, you know, one to say, yeah, we got this, we got to keep it going. And the others to be like, no, this is not, this is our bodies, you know, our decision. So it will be very, very interesting to, to see, but I, whatever your opinion, 
<laughs> I think that it is really, really important that you don't just throw up your hands and let the chips fall because there's going to be a fight. There's definitely going to be a fight. I wonder, again, the justices could change their minds and that 6-3 suspected fallout could end up being 5-4 the other way. But this does seem to me like one of those pendulum moments where they might have gone too far and they may compel people to act in a way that they weren't compelled to act prior to to this decision. You know, I, I do think this is a complicated issue and I think who knows what this issue sparks and what the result of it is. It's going to be different than what people think it's going to be. You know, I guess I always think things are going to turn out right. So I'm, I'm not I'm not in despair. So I have hope that, you know, maybe this maybe this sparks movement in the right direction. You know, sometimes you have to get slapped in the face before you wake up and you didn't like that slapped in the face. Did you intend to use that particular? Oh, God. And I, I did want to say one thing. I was talking to my father about this and the thing that I mentioned that I, I don't have the statistics with me now and I can find them and we can send them with the show, but that, you know, most of the people that support or sorry, are against abortion, support the death penalty and also are against a lot of the services for healthcare, indigent people, et cetera. So, you know, there is a line that says, oh, we're protecting this. But then as soon as this quote unquote unborn person becomes born, they're not, they're like, kill them if they do, you know, but don't support them to not be criminals. And if they become a criminal, kill them. And then it's, so to me, it's just, this BS. It's BS. And, and uh, my father wasn't aware of that particular sort of belief, sort of system typically that goes together. And, and I think it's, it's, it's really interesting because it, it is, it's, a, it's a balance. Again, I still believe. But yeah, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I, I think this is, if you're going to force, just it really actually nauseates me to say it, but force a woman to have a child when she's not ready when she's not able, when she's, you know, not willing, and then set her up for failure even further down the line. I, I, I just, I, I think I find it, I find it really, really interesting. I'll say it that way. It's mind boggling. I mean, it appears that there are a group of people who only love unviable lives. Once the life becomes viable, they don't want to give it health care. They don't want to make sure they're educated. They don't want to make sure they're well fed or have any of the things that a person needs. All right, let's, I even give up. They don't care if. So they care, but then they don't care once it's reached that viable birth, everything out the window. So, so what's our call to action? Because we don't want you guys to just be down. Uh, leaving this well, show. Well, let me say one more thing, and this is not going to help anyone be up or down. <laughs> That's not going to help us up. Abortions will still happen. Make no Thank mistake. You. Thank you. That's they will good. go underground 
but they will still happen. And the danger is going to be for the wealthy and the people who say they against abortion, but they want their precious family members to have the abortion that they want to have, will spend a lot of money for it. And the people who don't have a lot of money will have to undergo dangerous procedures. So, so it's, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be a disaster from that standpoint. Call the action. So as you said, the final decision is expected to come out in June, beginning of July, right. when they finish this session. So we will see whether this was a predictor or a whip up, whip up the, the anti to make sure that, you know, um, there's some pressure put by the method right. succeeds or not. So hold on to your horses but know that your option is really to get out the vote. The other way that this can be changed is by legislation. Correct. And that actually codifies this right. Correct. So the midterms are becoming even more interesting. That's for sure. We have to register as many many people as possible. And we have to go back to the days of 90, 95% turnout. And keep in mind what we talked about with the trigger laws. They're at the state level. So as Jag always likes to say, all politics is local. I think think the fight is local first. No question about it. Make sure that you participate at all levels, local, state, and federal because they will all play a role in how this actually trickles down to your, your community, your neighborhood, your day-to-day life. There we go. All right. Well, that was definitely not a stupid question. No stupid questions. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid-ass questions. <laughs>